back to the Escape Road Podcast. My name is Fung. And I'm Ron. Where are we today? We are at the Benzin Cafe. The Benzin Cafe. This is our first on-location video recording, which is uh, something new for us. Slightly professional. We've got full lighting for cameras and everything, and the man himself. Dan, how are you doing, bro? Good, man. How are you guys? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on today. So why are we here? Why are we sitting in a cafe with a Audi TTS behind us? Why not? Why not? Well, that's, 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 a, that's a good point. So um, I, I don't know you personally, but yep. um, I know your brother, Tim. Right. Um, and um, we became aware of Benzin Cafe through, um, I think either through Tim or just randomly looking on you know Instagram and it came up. And I think right away we were very much impressed with um, the quality of the um, – social media posts, the, the videography, um, some of the, I think you do some cooking stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and before, before doing this, uh, committing to starting this cafe, what, what was your, what was your job? Yeah. You right. So I guess my background, my background in all this, and it doesn't come to any surprises, um, media, photo, video kind of content creation. Um, that all started probably through back all the way back in, in uni days. So it was an interest of yours? Yeah, we were, well, I was, I was studying media and communications at uni. Um, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say at that time I was kind of interested in the industry. I just kind of landed on that course just by chance, I would say. Um, I was trying to get into architecture. I, I, I couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't smart I mean, enough, We always apparently. were doctors and lawyers, but hey, yeah, here we um, are. But glad I didn't do that. Um, yeah, just was kind of studying media and communication and kind of slowly, I think, Got into the fascination of it all. Um, friends and family is going to introduce me to photography. Um, tried it out and really enjoyed the whole creativity side of it. And also, I guess the ability to create something of your own. Um, and then just going to explore that throughout the whole of uni. Uh, uni. Uni did nothing for me. It was <laughs> right. very focused on, I think, I wouldn't even say the theory side of media is it was more philosophical kind of airy fairy stuff. Um, so YouTube, YouTube was a big thing um, at that time for us. YouTube and Vimeo and online tutorials and kind of just any weekend or any days off I have from uni, just kind of d- dived into it, tried different things. Couldn't went get out. away from it, yeah. Couldn't yeah, get away but from just it. went yeah. out and did it. It wasn't just kind of like reading something and it's like, oh yeah, maybe I'll do that one day. It's kind of, you know, read, read it. Went out, called a few friends. Hey, just, let's just try this one out. Um, and then it kind of built that, the arsenal um, around there. And then it just all started from there. Really. So it's really, yeah. uh, it started off as a, it, it became a hobby that you were sort of doing every weekend or so. Yeah. Well, it started as, yeah, I guess it started as a hobby in photography and mm. then just started doing it. Mm. Um, but then slowly saw, and at that time, I think that was like, what, 2008, 2009? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the rise of, what people know as a standard as videography now. Back then, mm. there was no such thing as videography. It was kind of like cinematographer, something fancy, right? Like you make films. Um, but YouTube was on the rise. Vimeo was on the rise. And this whole, I wouldn't say citizen journalism, but it's more kind of like if you have a camera, you can make stuff. Um, that videography part was like really interesting to me because it was kind of, you can be unpolished, but at the same time, you can publish it yourself anyway. Um, and I just kind of started figuring stuff out from there. And that was also the time when 
DSLRs were moving into video, like the 5D Mark IIs and the 7D, and it became accessible. So I didn't need a big production camera to create something. I just went and saved up, you know, $2,000, bought myself a camera and let's just, you know, let's just roll with it. Let's just what go. Was your, what was your first camera? First camera was actually a 450D, even though my friend told me, I bet you in five months, you're going to go into full frame. I'm yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to start off. I'll start <laughs> off. And then, like you said, I got into videos and I'm like, I need a 5D. No, you need, you need full frame. I'm actually contemplating after this A6400 to go into full frame. I have to. Oh, this is a whole nother topic, but oh, mate. I, I've yeah. gone the opposite way. I'm, oh, you I'm, did? I'm against full frame now. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. What? <laughs> For anyone out there that knows me, um, yeah, micro four thirds wins, guys. Yeah, cool. <laughs> You're talking about like uh, the, the, the whole black magic revolutions and the, the um, what's called Panasonic. Oh, it's just more the- about size. It's like, you really? know, okay. it's like the smaller you get, the more stuff you'll create. Yeah, I can tell you definitely from my own experience, the smaller your gear, the more you will create because the more bothered you are. But that was, at the time, the 5D was the smallest video camera you can ever find that was quality. So you really bothered like, you know, three kilograms, what's three kilos? You know, like I just right. go out and just start filming some stuff, family trips, whatever, and then put it in the computer, see what I can do. Um, and it kind of so just- what, what did you do with those, uh, that, that footage? Did you put them online? Like Not that? really, it was just all iCard, but, but me and a friend, a good friend of mine back in uni, um, we just started doing like little short films. Mm. We even had, um, it's funny, not, not many people know this, but we even had like an art exhibition at a, oh, at really? a it's not, nothing to be proud of. We had an art exhibition at a, an abandoned mental hospital in- um, That's kind of cool. Rose, Rose, what was it called? Rosebury? Roseville? Rose. Yeah, the one in um like- Lilyfield, Lilyfield, Lilyfield yeah. the one in um where Glebe area is, Forest right? Lodge around there. No, no, it's where Sydney Uni Roseville. is. It's where yeah, Sydney Uni yeah, is. Yeah, okay. At okay. The art facility, yeah. the faculty is there. Mm. Um, but yeah, we just did like some weird stuff. Like you just saw online, like this popped up. Yeah, let's do it. See this. Tell me yeah, the logistics of that. Like how how were you? Obviously, because like everything back then was like social media was sort of on the rise, kind of things. So how were you like putting putting yourself out we there? We weren't like that was. At just, that at that time, we were just very experimental. We just like, you know, saw a short film that we were really inspired by. Oh, let's do something similar and see how the editing goes. Um, green screening. We we're really interested in green screening. Really? It's just kind of like, oh, how do I create myself trying to fall off a ledge? But like, it, it never made it anyway. It was just more kind of experimental. But that was the that was the value of it. Whereas mm-hmm. uni and colleges will never teach you. Yeah, because they're just gonna go through the curriculum. Whereas if you have, I guess the ability or the want to kind of learn outside from it, then you learn a lot more because you're just doing it. Because with any creative yeah. field, it's hard, kind of hard to learn in a sort of a structured, yeah, in, mm. in a classroom type of environment. I mean, that's, what, that's what struck me when I was actually like doing my research on you and watching you some of your YouTube videos and about the, say, for example, the, the MX5 story that you were putting out there. I'm like, this guy's got a lot of, I'll do it myself sort of mentality. I'll just go out there and figure it out. Oh. Maybe. Is, I is, am, I, am I wrong? Uh, I, I don't really like to kind of like assess myself. I guess you, you can say that if you, yeah. if you see it that way. Yeah, sure. I, I certainly do because um, I, I sort of, when I watch him, like I can relate to him. I like him. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> no worries. Cool. Um, no, it's just, I guess from... You earned my subscribe, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the 6,000 something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I guess in a way it's like from, from when I was still studying. Yeah. You know, when, when, when you're, you're trying to plan out your life, right? Like, oh, where should I go? Which job should I take? Um, and 
the whole experimental stage of filming and everything. I did it with a friend. Uh, we created a few brands. We created a few companies, I would say, companies. Um, they're just brand names, but it was kind of like, I guess I never liked the idea of working for someone else. And it's not so much of, it's not so much pride. It's more like I never had the personal satisfaction because I'm creating it for someone else's needs, not my own needs, or I'm creating it for someone else's vision, not my vision. And that's just exactly last, his mindset as well. That's uh, what we were talking right? about <laughs> on the way here. It's just that there's the itch. Like no matter if you if you go out there, even if you work for anybody else, like even you, you try to change jobs, it's, that itch will never go away. No, yeah. I mean, like at the last year of uni, I was working for a documentary company that was within Fox Studios and they were doing cinema releases documentaries as well. And I was there as an assistant editor and I learned the tricks of the trade, like, you know, how to wrangle data, how to actually start a, a feature film from the ground up. People would go like, oh man, like how the hell did you get that job? Like out of nowhere um, with no apprenticeship, nothing. And also at the same time, how do you not like that? And it was a fun job. It was interesting. I, I learned so much from that place and I loved the people there and I loved what we created at that place. But at the same time, it was their vision and wasn't my vision. It doesn't matter if they even gave me the creative freedom to create something. It still started from their vision and not mine. Um, it's got nothing wrong with the job. It's not nothing to do with the job. It's just more like, again, like as you said, the personal itch was not scratched. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. So I think, you know, with, with all your camera work and sort of similar to where you are now with this cafe, very much a central theme through your YouTube videos and this is, is cars, right? Yeah. Somehow you've managed to fit cars in your video work and into a cafe. How does, how does it, um, how did you feel being able to come to this point and still sort of carry some of the, carry the two things you really enjoy? Um, something that, two things you're really interested in. So your videography and also cars. So how do you mesh it all together? Oh man, like, like I try so hard not to even have cars in part of my life. It's, <laughs> it's a money hole, right? Yeah, but it's also kind of like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's like, it feels like it's not original sometimes. How do you mean? Oh, like anything. It's just like, oh, video about cars. How many people do a video about cars? Like so right. many people. Yeah, um, sure. But then but also the industry in itself, yeah. like um, how many workshops, brand blogs, websites want content, but don't want to pay for it. Like, Mm, I try so mate. hard to get away from it, yeah. but it just keeps coming back. I, it, again, it's just the love of cars that I have. Um, I have to blame my family and my brother for that. I have to blame <laughs> Tim for that really, just who influenced me t into it. But um, again, as you see, it's, it's, a, it's a money pit. Um, but the cool thing about it is the car community, right? Mm. Oh my God. Like it's unlike, it's so hard to explain to people that don't like cars. It's unlike any try other us. community that I have never been a part of photography, videography, whatever, business community. It's unlike that community. It's because it's such a common thing, even though people, a lot of people think like cars are just cars. It's such a common thing, like cars you need That's to right. go somewhere, especially if you're in Australia. Um, but cars is a common object that so many people love. What that, happen, what that brings is that when you go into that community, these people come from different strands of life, different strands mm. of industry. All of a sudden, your whole life is you know, handled by 
car enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, like or some, no, of, some uh, of my girl, yeah. like, oh man, I, I I need a graphic designer. Oh, I know, I know a graphic designer. Right. I you know, I I know this. I know a cafe owner. I know this. It's just wild. Like yeah. I feel, I feel the same way with uh, the jujitsu community. It's yeah. the same thing at the gym. Like mm. as soon as you put yourself out there in that community, people are like, "Oh, that guy does this. How, yeah. how do I, how do I talk to him about this?" And how, like, if I have other jobs, like, "Oh, I know who to call." It, there, there's always someone, someone that that's willing to help you as well, yeah, right? right? It's just the like I would say that cars, uh, like you said, that it's 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 a means to get you from point A to point B. So it's such a necessity in our lives. They reach so many people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like the car community has been amazing, but um, yeah, it's just led me to so many things mm. just through that one community, which is really, really weird. I think yeah. coming into the, uh, the topic of this cafe, this whole thing seems like a very much a, uh, a cars at coffee, coffee and cars sort of situation. Was this, was this something that you had in mind when you thought about, well, not you alone. I think you had other... Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> people who uh, built this with you, was that sort of a central theme of what you wanted to create when you thought about, hey, I wanted a, a cafe? Was it the, the a cafe and that car community together? Was that the central was theme? Was it the original idea that we came up with? No. no. <clears throat> right. Or, again, as I said, is, you know, I try so hard to move away from it. It's very far from it. Like, yeah. My family has been, I would say my family is in my dad, has been in FNB kind of, hospitality business for probably the better part of 15 years. Mm, mm. I grew up in cafes. I, I, I went through my uni days in cafes, in his cafes. I worked in his cafe. You mean not your really family's cafe? Or? I, worked, I worked because to pay off my fines. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he, had, he had to pay my fines and then yeah. he kind of basically said like, all right, Daniel, you better get a job now. Mm, um, yeah. But my love for coffee came from there, right? I was exposed to it. He taught me certain things and then I was, you know, I've been drinking coffee ever since, kind of got the palate and then just kind of got addicted. Um, favorite coffee, by the way. Favorite coffee? I have to say Gabriel. Oh, okay. Favorite coffee, bean, I would say like uh, Panama Geisha is probably my favorite bean if you ever get to try one. What was I saying? Sorry. Yeah, so, so the, the, uh, the, the coffee was yeah. something that's always, so the coffee and the cafe. Cafe. That's, that's always, always been yeah, yeah. here with me. Um, I did into, you know, obviously I've doubled into photography, video and made a career out of it. Mm. Um, I guess made some money and kind of completely went into my own kind of different way. But the idea of a cafe is always there for me. Right. Um, where do I go to work if I'm not at home? I go to a cafe. Yeah. What do I talk to, to, to my closest friends if it's not about cars? I talk about freaking coffee. Um, <laughs> cafe has always been a big part of my life and I've always yeah. wanted a cafe of my own. It's just kind of like, a dream, a cafe or a restaurant, something to do with food and coffee has always been a thing. Mm. So it's always been there, like yeah. that, 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 that whole coffee and like cafes and whatnot. Uh, Even though you went to like, say, f- uh, photography, film, or, mm. like a videography, like it, it was always at the back of your mind, right? It was always food and beverage, but I right. never saw it as a business. That's probably the mm. reason why I never got into it. I've always saw it as a passion project. Yeah. Like yeah. Only, only a handful amount of people knew about this. So to most people, when they saw me making a cafe or creating a cafe, the moment they saw that I was building something to the moment it was created, they're like, oh man, that was super quick. To me, it was like, you know, 10 years in the making. Right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, hey, I, I, I'm just going to start a cafe. It was always something that's always at the back of your mind. Yeah. And it just took 
I guess something for you. I like mean, it just kept growing. Yeah, it's, it? it was like a seed. You, you would say, right? Yeah, the but seed it just, it just grew and grew and then like yeah. Yeah, it just kept like bugging yeah. me at the so, back. So what was know? that? What was that? Um, <laughs> what was that moment like for you when you thought, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this." I would say like probably like three years ago, right? Um, in my head, I thought, you know what? If not, if not now, when? Honestly, mm. like if not now, when? Because. I've gone out, done the whole photo video thing. I wouldn't say, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say like I was super successful, but it's kind of felt like, you know, I did it. Yeah. Uh, when's the next, what's the next thing? What, mm-hmm. What's the new thing that I want to do, right? And I'm like, I've always wanted to go into this. Like, why not now? But from that, from that moment that I thought I might start looking into it yep. to the moment where it became like, oh, holy, you know, it, it's real. Mm. It took like two years because two years, yeah. I was looking for, the right people to work with. I didn't want to do it myself alone only because I think I didn't have enough time for it. Mm. I didn't want to do it myself alone. So I, the right people was probably the hardest part to find, um, the right concept and the right place. Because there was no concept. It was just me wanting a cafe. It was never kind of like- It was like a car theme. It wasn't- Not really. It was theme. just like, I want a food and <clears throat> beverage place. So you basically set the intention and started building, building around that, that intention to a point where it became- yeah, pretty much. The brainstorm yeah. was like unintentional. We never right. got out a, a, a pen and pad and be like, oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. Like, it, it just all fo- folded out naturally. Right. I, right. I think that was like the coolest part about it. I didn't talk to many people. Um, I only talked to people about what I wanted to do if I felt like there was a potential for them to be part of. Oh, right. Like, okay. So you, you were selective to people like of a, a, around people who, who you thought could, could, Contribute to could this gel. dream. Well, yeah, could yeah. Gel, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, were, were, were you were not, you scared that you might sort of fail and then they'll know, or is it more like you didn't want sort of their? Not necessarily. I right. think it was more like um, I know myself <sighs> okay. and I know my personality, and I guess to a certain point, my stubbornness and anything like that. Mm, yeah. I, I I can't <clears throat> something with something this big. You can't pick the wrong person and it just completely clash. Right. Mm, sure. I need someone to be able to gel and also at the same time stimulate you know, some kind of argument or improvement out of it. Um, so that was like the most important thing. Uh, I, knew, I knew I wanted my brother in it. I knew I wanted some form of family in it, sure. right? Like I've always been in love with the whole idea of like a family kind of yeah. involvement in business. Hmm. Um, but it was just that other person that I was looking for that could share the load with me um, at the same time, create something, create something different hmm. um, and have the same way of thinking. I guess someone that can't clash. Hmm. Um, I think that's that so was you, the hardest part. So you have have you always been close with your brother? Um, I would say like it's hard. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tim. <laughs> um, I was I would say I'm, I'm uh, self acknowledged. I am the brat of the family, and he probably had to deal with me. And mm. um, yeah, he's 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 an amazing brother. Um, in terms of closeness, it really depends on how like. We, we weren't the kind of brothers that would hang out. Okay. I guess yeah, like it wouldn't fine. be like yeah. a brothers that hang out like every day and every weekend kind of thing. But it was kind of the relationship. I think we were brought up with our parents is kind of like friends come and go, but yeah, family stays. So it's more like if I ever call on him to do something or need him for something, he'll be there mm-hmm. and then vice versa um, with no hesitation. Kind of right, thing. right, right. So it was always been that type of relationship. So you, you didn't have any hesitations with having family in, in the business. No way. I wanted it. Yeah. That, that was, I craved for it. Like I wanted, I think I wanted a, a, 
an actual kind of family business to kind of like pass along to. Like yeah, that's something yeah, yeah, that I think enough. is is missing in today kind of thing. It's always been like the older mm-hmm. generation that created this kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I I totally agree with that. Like you don't find find many people actually like uh, working with their brothers and sisters very well. Yeah. yeah well, they yeah. clash, right? Mm-hmm. There's always yeah. that, that taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Oh, we still clash. You know? Yeah, I'm a yeah. productive. Clash, well, I think right? I'm just more stubborn, and then it just ends up winning. <laughs> <laughs> so I see the brat and you still still there, yeah, still, still very there. much alive. It's very much alive. <laughs> so so that's that's two years from so idea to concept to is it opening or to start building? Two years will probably be that. Like the funny thing is, um, so the other partner. So we got me, Tim, and Calvin. Calvin is uh, the other partner, and also um, happened to be a close friend of Tim. Right. Um, but uh. I've been, I wouldn't say close, but I know um, Tim's kind of circle quite mm, well. Mm. Um, so we've chat a while, a, a bit as well. Um, Calvin's one of, I guess, Tim's friends that have always been into food um, and into coffee, into like wine and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so we gel quite well and we always kind of have a good conversation. And then I, I think like, I don't, I don't really remember when, but I think it's like one night he just kind of like, well, yeah, let's just do it. Like, why don't we just do it? And then oh, I love that moment. It, I, we call it like a almost like a dinner table conversation turned into reality because it mm. was. And from there, it just kind of started snowballing um, what we wanted to do. But we didn't start. We had the name Benzin, but we started it as a way of like, hey, we'll put our hobbies into it or like our, mm. I guess, gentleman culture into a cafe. But we never thought of making it into a car cafe until the very, very, very last minute. It was the very last minute until really? we decided, hey guys, what are we doing? Why, why aren't we making something that we want? Like, Because the whole way it felt like, come on, like, you know, yeah, like I want a car cafe, but like how many of the locals would care for a car cafe? Let's just do a cafe with minimal car theme. Let's not kind of put it, smash it into their face and try to attract the masses and the locals rather than the yeah, niche, right? That's right. Yep. But at the very end, we were like, oh, what's the point of doing this if we're not doing it for ourselves? And we kind of just turned it last minute. So this is like one of those rare situations where, you know, you sit down with a group of friends, have a great idea, and actually something real came out of it. Yeah. Because, you know, you sit down with a lot of friends, a lot of ideas come about, but nothing ever happens, right? I, no. I, I, I liken that, that moment, that, that clarity. I, I, I call it like a, moment of, a moment of clarity, right? So it's basically like you and I run. Like we decide, like basically just sat down one night. It's like, just do it. Let's just start a podcast. And then just snowballs from there. Yeah. The gears come, the, the, the concept comes, and, then the, and now we're sitting here and we're talking to Dan. Right. Well, yeah. Every everything should happen like that. I mean, mm. even with the whole photo and video stuff, I get a lot of along the way and up until now, I get a lot of, I guess, younger guys come up and talk to me about, you know, oh, how did you get here? How did you get that? How did you do? It? Can you like let me know? Like, can you teach in terms me a of few the cafe things? Or your photography, no, photography, work. video. Yeah. And like, mm. my answer has always been like, all right, you know, what have you done? Oh, so far nothing. Why don't you go out and they do something? Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The money will come. Mm. You know, like a lot of guys are so focused on like the money part of things. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, I don't see it working because no one would pay for it. Well, give it to them for free first and see, see what your skills are about. You know, mm. the money will come. The money will be there. If you're passionate, people will see it. Mm. Um, people are so focused on the whole like how to be successful in monetary value mm. that they're not really working on their kind of craft. Or anything I think like the, the allure of being successful, whatever that is in their, their point exactly. of view. You know? Yeah. 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 So. Tell me, was there, was there any like sort of um, 
barriers, internal barriers, like every, every, uh, from, from the moment you started the, the thinking about the cafe or even the moment when you wanted to get into like videography, was there any sort of internal barriers that you had to overcome? Um, cafe would be money. Obviously that's probably why it took the longest. Um, but that's because of the whole, you know, I guess brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most businesses nowadays aren't like that. It's all digital. So you that's wouldn't right. have that problem. In terms of uh, photo and video, not really. Um, again, I'm, luck I'm lucky. I'm, not everyone's going to be like me. I'm, I'm lucky to have, you know, amazing parents and amazing family that, that kind of like supports me or whatever I do, right? That's always going to be the best place to start off with. But it doesn't mean that if you, if it does, it doesn't mean that, you know, some people can't do it. It doesn't mean it's impossible for some people, mm. right? Um, but no, I didn't really have so much of a barrier in terms of like the photo video part, mm. apart from getting the first client. Yeah, that's that's a hard part, right? <laughs> but getting that first client yeah. is more kind of like being proactive rather than waiting for someone. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say flyers, but like put yourself out there, like talk to some people, go to the shops that you want to film for, maybe give them a little bit of a taster, mm. um, show the quality. Um, a lot of people just wait, and that's probably the problem. Like you can't just. You, you, can't, you can't just do something and put it on yeah. YouTube and expect someone to pick it up. Like mm -hmm. you, you got to go out and do some stuff. Just figure it out. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. So what about that sort of decision to turn this cafe into a, a car theme? Was there any hesitations on, on any of you of, you know, your, your three, three main people like maybe we should stick to the masses. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 let's, let's just do this. You know, if everything else, let's just do this car theme. We went kind of back and forth. I mean, like the, 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 the history of Benzin up until this location, mm. we had a rocky start. As a business, it was probably one of the worst starts um, for a cafe to kind of climb back up. You know, like we, yeah. we dug ourselves a big, big hole. Um, we had our first location in Castle Hill, super stoked about it, and then saw the car park. And then we started thinking, we're like, oh, what if we do make it a car cafe? You know, people can come here, cousin coffee, enjoy coffee and look at their cars. You know, people love that. Mm. Uh, but it was still in the back of our mind. Mm. Um, and we're like, oh, let's just get this over with first, like the, the, the documents and, you know, the, the renovations all that. We'll figure it out later. Don't worry about it. Um, we did that, pour some money into it, got the designer, got contractors to quote us up, um, spent some money on the space. And all yeah. of a sudden we got kicked out. Um, well, what happened? Well, there was, um, we were legal to be in there and we, we uh, council approved everything. Mm. It's all DA approved, except... Yeah. Um, we needed a grease trap for the kitchen. Therefore, we need to drill on the ground. To drill on the ground, you need to have a strata meeting. Uh, Just so happens yeah. across the, the same complex across the, the driveway is a fish and chip shop. Mm. They don't want us there because it's another competition. So they basically got the whole place to kind of ban against us. And then Jeez. we got- They got a lot of power, don't, don't they? Well, they didn't focus on the fact that we're a cafe. They focus on the fact that there might be congestion if you have a cafe. The other right. place don't want yeah, congestion. Yeah. So they were quite smart about it. Anyway, we were pretty angry at the time, but um, we were over it pretty quickly. Um, there was another location that we jumped on, but by that time, we already spent quite a bit of money that obviously isn't going anywhere. That it's, must have been really frustrating. Yeah, the you know, like it's already back there. That's yeah. every time you drive, it's like, oh, there's my money in Could there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got to another location, which was really nice and a really good exposure in Castle Hill as well. Mm. Um, but it didn't have like a street frontage to, mm. to a car park or anything like that. People yeah. won't be able to drive up and see their cars and um enjoy coffee right so we went back to square one it's like all right we're going to do a cafe for the masses we're going to do a normal cafe we're going to do it well that 
tumbled really quickly. Again, we had problems with the owner doing some dodgy stuff. Anyway, that went down. We were pretty like disheartened by it and everything like that. But my, my dad actually called and it's like, hey, remember that place that, you know, we inquired about like a year yeah. ago and they said they were building? They're like, yeah, maybe it's built. Why don't you have a look? Hmm. So I drove by Drill. I rarely drive here. Yeah. I drove by Drill. I was like, oh man, it's actually built. Let's give these guys a call. And <laughs> all of a sudden we got ourselves a space. So nice. Um, nice. Is this a bigger spot than the other places that you Oh, a lot bigger. At? But it's yeah. more kind of like the driving factor is like the, the front, right? Like you got that driveway, you got that big patio, that lawn, yeah. Yeah. Um, the 30 car park space underground. And all of a sudden, as soon as I saw that, you know, I had a chat with Calvin. I'm like, you know what? Let's we're going to do a car one. We're going to we have to stick to the car theme mm. and we so have to do even events. Even at that like, point, you, you know, weren't even sure whether this no, can be a car and theme. No. How long was it from, from the first location to this location? How long was the time frame for? Because you had, it was, sounds like it was a, a roller coaster. It was about like five, six months. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was up and down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I and mean, then like the moment we saw this space, it, it's not even just about the space. It's the fact that what that front has, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. thought, this is the best the hill's gonna offer us. It's not, it's not perfect. You know, perfect would be like a flat car park in front of your cafe, That's right, but yeah. it's not perfect. But this is the best the hills can offer us. And we just thought, let's just do a car cafe and see mm. how the community react to it. Let, let's get events up here. Let's, you know, let's not wait. Let's create something and then see if people appreciate it. And how has the, the car community <clears throat> responded to, your, to, the, to the cafe? Oh, amazing. Like the first few weekends, that yeah. literally chugged us along because the weekdays as a new startup cafe would, you know, get you like 30 customers a day. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty tough out here as well. Like it's, it's not like a- Well, we don't, we're not in a shopping center. We don't yeah. have foot traffic. People has to put in an effort to stop. That's right. Um, but the first few weekends, like it was just the car community that was just kind of carrying us. The f- first weekend was Club ITR. A friend of mine, Felix runs it, um, brought us a hundred Hondas down here. <laughs> Whoa. Right? And Where did you fit them all? Oh, man. We, we went all the way to the back to the gym car parks. Thanks to the gym guys too. Um, that was like a big hit from like, you mm. know, 7 o'clock to like 11 a.m. or something. Wow, it was just a massive wow. hit for new staff, new owners. You know, we don't even have a system yet. We got smashed. Mm. Right? <laughs> but these guys were like, man, they were so appreciative. There's a mm. place that they didn't even care about mm. the customer service at that point. Yeah. Because yep. it's new. Um, and then we had the Wise Guys Barbershop who also runs a car club. And then they brought like almost 50, 60 kind of like old school, you know, Dude, muscle cars. Man. It was, it was mad. Like they, they, people came with their families, with their dogs, they picnic at the front. And it was the summertime, right? So like it was, it was a vibe. And then Porsche Club, New South Wales brought almost 110 Porsche down here. Like people were supporting Whoa. us like Mustang. There mm. was a local Mustang club. I don't know what the actual club name is. A very private. They almost had, when before COVID thing happened, they, they almost brought like 10, 20 people every morning on a Sunday, every Sunday. Whoa. And they would just have breakfast with a group. And so, then so these are not events or anything. These, are just, these, aren't, though, these ones aren't events. They just, yeah. it just became their ritual. But right. because what they told us was because like, they felt welcome. They felt like it was their place. It, uh, they, it wasn't just a cafe. It felt like this is the place that they like to be in. It's kind of like a uh, uh, Krispy Kreme down at uh, yeah. Orange Grove. Oh, Liverpool, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it was just to be a shock on my Krispy Kreme is a bit trashy, though. Like, oh, <laughs> I gotta say, there's little, a bit more class here. The cars are pretty cool at Liverpool. That's true. I gotta say, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's like a kind of place where, you know, people know to, to go there and, you know, talk about cars or whatever they talk about. 
And now you sort of created your own little space here where people can bring their nice cars and talk about other people's cars and talk about cars in general. And I think, I think in a way it's, um, I wouldn't say it's lucky, but it's, it's very, look, the only thing, the only way I can come up with it is, is lucky that. You know, I think the term is ser- serendipity. Yeah. That you had this sort of support this early onwards. I mean, you got to be a, a, absolutely no, uh, appreciative mm. of that, right? Oh, massive. Like you can't. I feel like you can't open, especially a cafe. I feel like you can't open a cafe in a new area no. and get this, this kind of support early on. And it's not just from the car community. Like we got such a big support from the locals. Mm. Um, wow. How so? Just, just the regulars that come through here. Um, and early on we were tiptoeing and had a lot of kind of like kinks to iron out. Um, made, made a lot of mistakes. And mm. I just thought like, oh, this is it. Gonna, gonna lose that lose that customer, but they're just so appreciative here. Um, they keep coming back and then they're just like, oh, look, we understand you guys were new and we like your food. We like the people. You guys are always smiling. You guys are always positive. It's rare to find in a cafe. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. that's all it takes. <laughs> um, even, I mean, like COVID, during COVID, it was like regulars. Mm. Every day, the same people. Um, even though you couldn't really, you know, open, no, open. They, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they would be creative about it. I, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a bit, you know, but they come, come back. Look, I have a guy across, literally across the road. He has a house across the road. He will yeah. come here every day, mm. three times a day Whoa. just to get coffee. And his whole family is here, comes here. But that's what I mean. Like, it's not just a car community. It is, but at the same time, the locals have been just amazing. Like, yeah. I think locals who aren't into cars, but they just know that you, you, you know, you, you get good service, good food, good coffee. Yeah. That kind of uh, attraction. But they would do. They would do other things like mm. buy merch. They're mm. not even in the car. car they would buy our merch that revolves around car stuff. Yeah, you know, um, they would buy, buy our coffee beans. Um, even though they can get coffee beans straight from Gabriel if they want to, really. Mm, mm. Um, but, but yeah. they know who they're buying it from. And yeah, they 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 trust yeah. you guys. And mm, you're you're mm. local. They want to support the local community and local businesses. Yeah, which is what I've been. Very appreciative. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So now, now that we're on the, the, the topics of COVID-19, like, tell me, how was that period for you? Um, cause like, I, I've actually was watching a couple of your Instagram stuff. Like yeah, the, right. the stuff that you guys were doing is like new boxes and whatnot. Like you were trying to survive the whole, the whole way through. Was it, yeah. how, how was it for you? Was it tough? Was it like, it was tough time. Right. But you got to think about it. Like, I just tried to think of a really positive way, right? Like, what's the point of thinking negative? Everyone is, was posting and complaining. and That's right, yeah. Everything you read was negative. Mm. I don't want to be a part of that circle. At the same time, we're a cafe. Yes, we're not allowed to have dine-ins. You know, you're restricted to takeaways and whatnot. But we were still allowed to open. Like, think about mm. the gyms behind us. Oh, My man. neighbor, um, a dance studio, he couldn't even... It's not even about like making rent. Like he couldn't even do business. And there's no help after you can't do business. There's no such thing as the government going, okay, because you're closed, you know, these are the things that you get. Mm. Not really. Um, So we were still lucky, in my opinion. Um, It was a tough, yeah. But at the same time, what I found afterwards, and this is what I think cafe owners should definitely focus on. People weren't at work. People were at home. They usually would be, their regular cafe would usually be in the city, Para or Chatswood, right? Where they work. All of a sudden, they're at home realizing they have to figure out three meals a day. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's like a creative way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, all right, where do they usually go in the weekend? They have the regular cafe around the area, right? They're not going to eat that, that place three times a day, seven days a week. All of a sudden, they start researching. They start looking. You don't get these people looking unless they have to. So yes, it was a tough time. But at the same time, pe- people, you're getting more people that you would not have reached otherwise. Mm. Um, people started creating Facebook groups. It was all of a sudden it was a lot easier to reach them yeah. than pre-COVID. You're not making the sale, but in terms of like, if you think about it, like marketing wise, it was like the best marketing. It was the <laughs> best marketing dead zone ever. The whole <laughs> the whole world stopped. You're moving. Yeah. So talk, talking yeah. about COVID, I think that was um, I think near the start of this whole you know lockdown and whatever. That was sort of when we, you know, me and Fung started to um, look at your your social medias. And that's when we were, you know, became really impressed with, you know, what you've done, you know, with the, you know, with the cafe itself, but also just the, just the content. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the video work, some of the just crazy looking, you know, beautiful videography that, that's, that's on there? Is that all you or? No, nah, no way. That's not all me. Like, I got and, and, and. Oh, really? That's, no, that's surprising because like, I was like, oh man, this guy's got like a background in, in video, uh, videography. So- this probably must be all him. <laughs> no, nah, it's not all me because like, and people know it. Um, I, I try to kind of direct it towards that, that area sometimes. Yeah. Um, when I was kind of doing, back in the day when I was still doing like really, really into wedding videos and photos and that was my, my all in all and everything yeah. like that. Um, I started doing random stuff like car videos, mm. started doing it for blogs and websites and I started doing corporate and commercials. Um, along the way, through car community and through doing videos, I met a guy. Is oh, that sounds like a romance thing. Um, <laughs> woo, woo, it's actually what happens sometimes. Yeah? It's actually we support sec- that community, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually my second wife, guys. Um, <laughs> um, actually, his name was his. It's it's Fatih, right? Um, and then we kind of just started working together in different projects, but under different brands. And I just we just realized we gelled, like in terms of. We complemented each other's style of work and each other's kind of skill set, I would say. And it just started being really smooth and really good. Mm. Um, from there, we just decided to create our own brand under a bigger umbrella, reach more people, um, but also in a way, again, the same mindset as always. Better done with someone else rather than just yourself. Sure. Find someone else that can compliment you because you're never the 100%, you, you know. That's why I'm doing this with him. I yeah. don't think I can do it myself. So. <laughs> no, but it's more like, you know, yeah. if you have a different, you have a second personality, yeah. second skill set, you, you just become a better thing. It, it yeah. does help right? a lot. It does help a lot. I mean, like for us anyways, like if I was to speak in front of a camera or in front of a microphone by myself, I don't think I'll have this level of like uh, cohesiveness in right. terms of like a, having a sort of a cohesiveness mindset, sort mm. of like thought process mm. kind of thing. But so, you bounce yeah. off each other. That's yeah, we do. We certainly yeah. do. I've learned a lot from these guys ever since we started doing this together. And like it, we, we just became better friends since then. And I guess that's a similar situation with you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we created this new brand and I kind of used the audience of... So I, I used to have a, a, a car community blog website yep, yep. called... Um, am I allowed to swear in here? Go ahead. All right. Oh, fuck, it's Monday. Oh, um, fuck, it's that, Monday. That was actually a, an old blog website that I that I used to do and it did really well on Facebook and mm. had a big following. So I just kind of converted that into this new brand and used the following um, to kind of market our own. This is, hey guys, this is, or if I am becoming legit 
content creators, not just a blog anymore. And we call them Monday Made. So the people have been doing, uh, I guess, this kind of social for Benzin is Monday Made. Monday Made being myself and Fadi. Um, uh, and kind of using, I guess, our experiences in the past with different industries and put it yeah. into the hospitality industries, things like uh, car dealerships that we cover, um, real estate, you know, and you see it in the work, like uh, the real estate work kind of influences how we, mm. you know, shot the cafe, yep. the car side of things uh, influence the lifestyle of the cafe sure. or the fast paced editing. Um, so yeah, the, the person behind all of this is, is Fadi for sure. Um, I give him the idea. I give him, I guess, the inspiration of what I want something to look like. Um, he executes it and he executes it damn near perfect, really. I just remember looking at the content and thinking, this is, this is not just some amateur. It's, this like, there's right. some professional level Thanks, yeah. work in there, right? And I thought, is, is it possible that you, know, you guys got a professional to come in you know, once or twice a week just to do these videos? But it's just... You and your mate, just, you know. But we offer that service to other people for sure. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it, it, we treat it, I, I get him to treat this place as a client, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Plan it. Like, you know, I want this and this and this done. Treat me as a client. How would you do it? Plan it in a day. What's, what's my time, turnaround time and how, you know, how else are we going to do this? So, um, and it's pretty cool. It's just been kind of like bouncing things off him. And that's all the video work. Um, the photo stuff is still done in-house. I do all of that. Um, like the, the photos of the cars that, that show everything, up and everything else. Um, yeah. I think I tried to spend at least uh, two days, I would say a week, just doing content. So um, I would take photos of the food, uh, coffee in different ways. Um, I make my manager, Yif, kind of like, do weird stuff with the coffee machine or the coffee or pouring or something. I just create a bank and then the next few months I'll have a bank of content and when that runs out, I'll do another content day. Mm, batch yeah. Batch it. Yeah. So, so the, the, um, obviously you and I guess, um, my, my guess is you and the other two partners in this, mm. they don't have experience running cafes, right? No, we, I guess our, our only experience is working in cafes. Yeah. Um, my dad became the advisor um, in terms of how to run a cafe. Mm -hmm. um, Calvin's dad became the advisor on how to set up a cafe. Right. So we had, we had advisors, we had support, um, yeah. but in, in terms of like us ourselves doing it, no, we, that, this is our first time. And it's, we learned a lot, especially from, you know, opening such a big cafe instead of like a small yeah. thing. Yeah. And I guess also like opening a cafe is so close to sort of the start of the whole COVID-19 you know, you must have just been, you know, right at the deep end right away. Yeah. Um, and surviving through that as well. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. In, in the best of times, it's, you know, like you oh, said, look, it's hard to, you know, get I, it going. I've got to say, like, um, it wasn't really just that. It was the fact that li literally the day before the restrictions, the first set of restrictions came into place was the Porsche Club New South Wales Day. That was our biggest day. And that was the day that we thought, guys, we've hit something and we were on the rise. Like this, this is the start. Mm. And then the next day, restriction. <laughs> and we were like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like we were literally, you know, um, if you oh, think man. about it, we were at the beginning of that roller coaster oh, kind of man. going up and all of a sudden we were already at the top yeah. going down. Um, I don't know. How, how yeah. we survived, I would say, first and foremost, really it's just the team. Like the team here. And I'm, I'm not just saying like first, 
obviously um, our partners, right? Tim and Calvin, even from the very beginning, I have to say like a massive thanks to, to, to the partners, right? Because without Calvin, without Tim, we would never be here, mm-hmm. right? Um, Calvin's kind of, I wouldn't say knowledge because he probably didn't know how to do this, half the <laughs> stuff, but his ability to kind of cover all the bases that I wouldn't be able to cover. Things yeah. like um, council work and all that kind of stuff, like the nitty gritty stuff. Um, he did all that, right? So it's like the collective Effort. mindset. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then when we were all running and when COVID hit, I have to say like, it's the whole team, right? Mm. The team that is Benzin. Um, and our core team, most like first and foremost, it's our core team, like the manager, Yif, our head chef, Fook. We're lucky to have who we are. Yep. But at the same time, we're also a business that I would like to say we take care of our people. Of course, when, yeah. when this hit, and yeah, people thought like, you know, we, we, we get support from JobKeeper, JobSeeker and whatnot. We're not a cafe of 12 months, so we don't get that. We only get it if you have full-timers, right? Wow, okay. So our casuals, we couldn't pay. Mm. But at the same time, we don't like to take advantage of them. So at, yeah, we got seven fifty. Um, but I don't want to pay them seven fifty. I want to pay them their full amount. Mm. Mm. You just use the seven fifty as as help, really. Yeah. Um, their salary was first to us before anything, before rent, before um cost of goods, before anything, really. Um, their livelihoods can't change. Yeah. Because once they change, you know, things start to go downhill as well. It's going to affect your business. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah. But also, like, and and they were, you know, they were down for anything. You know, like yeah, if it was yeah, overtime, yeah. they we're good. Mm. We'll keep this rolling mm. until it's over and then we'll figure it out. And, and they were just, they were basically just here like every day, right? Um, but at the same time, I gotta have to say thanks to our casual staff who stayed available until we're ready. Mm. They know that we couldn't offer them that. But at the same time, we're lucky because they're all, you know, either uni students or you know, high school students. But at the same time, they could have gone to another, another place that, that mm. could be hiring them as a job keeper. Yeah. Um, so I guess, in, yeah. you know, in a way for people who was looking to start a new cafe or just start a new cafe, advise, a good, good advisors and getting good staff. Those are sort of key in sort of building this, uh, building their, their business. Um, or do you have any other, any other advice for people who are starting a new cafe? It's hard. Hard. It's got to be your passion. Yeah. It's got, like, if you want to open a cafe, you better, you better love it. Like, if you're going to talk about like what, what you go into business for, it's, at the end of the day, it's obviously you have to make some money. Sure. The margin in the cafe is too small. If you don't love it, you're, not gonna, you're definitely not going to fall in love with the profits. Mm. Um, to be able to make a dollar, you probably got to spend a hundred bucks, right? It's, it's not, that's just not how a lot of business work, but that's just how cafe business works in Australia. So, um, but if you love it, yeah, like I think the best advice is to find the right people to, around you. Um, if you have the right foundation, you know, and so anything ha- can happen, but you'll, you'll be strong enough. So how do you think a lot of uh, cafes or small businesses fail where you guys haven't? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't answer that. That's, yeah. Um, luck? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing would be luck and people. Mm. People is still number one in, in any business. Yeah. People, I think, I think you, you still need to realize that people is key still regardless of what you do. You, you, you seem to send a lot of gratitude everywhere. That's, that's what I've, like, I've noticed about you. Yeah, but how are you, yeah. supposed to, you know, how are you supposed to run anything mm. without people, mm. right? Um, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, luck for me because um, I haven't really started anything that completely failed. 
Mm. So I wouldn't really know. Mm. Um, I failed a lot of things, but I'm I'm just saying like it, I haven't had a big, big, big failure. Right. So I wouldn't really know. Um, for me, but for me, it's just foundation though, right? Um, and things like COVID or things like just bad stuff or bad shit coming your way. It's not really like, it's not bad things. You know, like bad things that come your way, it's not bad. It's good. For me, it's good. It's opportunity. No, it's not, it's not just opportunity. It shows you that your foundations are strong. Hmm. How do you know your foundation is strong if no wind comes through? Like, how do you know your house is going to stay, stay up if there's no, if there's no storms? Like, like that's, you got to know, like, and then it, 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 and it exposes who the good people are for you to stay and yeah, who right. the people aren't to stay, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of my friends that are in other places or other businesses and they, like I said, the horror stories of like their staff just doing that. I'm like, well, pff, that's good. That shows you you need new staff. Yeah. Find someone else, get them out. Reframing it basically, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. you kind of know that, you know, through this whole COVID lockdown and, and whatever else that, you know, minus, minus that, you have a pretty strong foundation moving forward. Strong enough. Yeah, yeah strong, strong enough. enough. There's improvements. There's definitely yeah, yeah. heaps of improvements to do, but it showed us that it showed us that that we started with the right people and mm. we made the right choice. Um and that's what you want, making the right choices in the at the start. Um but yeah, I, I don't I don't really see any experience as a bad experience, to be honest. Yeah. Tell me about the name. Benzin. Yeah. Why? Benzin means fuel. In Indonesian, right? In Indonesian, well, it started off, I guess in a way, it started off me and Tim being Indonesian and fuel in Indonesian is actually Benzin, which is with an S. Mm. Um, but we have a love for German cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, Benzin means fuel in German. As well? Yeah. Oh, okay. May, I mean, it means fuel in a, a lot of languages that come from yeah. Latin, I think. Um, it means fuel in Lebanese, Turkish, you know, um, uh, Italian is Benzini. Mm. Um, I think um, Spanish is Benzin something uh, in some form of way. Um, really? It's actually, and English is the same as well, but the thing is we call, we call fuel, mm. but the main chemical inside fuel that makes it fuel is benzene. Oh, okay. So in, even in English, so um, it's, just, it's just like a, we saw it as like a global language that means fuel. Yeah. Um, and we just like it that way. But yeah, it's interesting enough. People don't know that it means fuel in different languages. And we get people from different cultures coming in. Oh, are you guys Lebanese? <laughs> you know, like, are you guys Turkish? Because you know, benzene means fuel in Turkish. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Sarcastically, like, no, not really. I just, yeah. you know, I thought it was a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where it comes from. Um, that's that's yeah. cool, man. So um, I guess, you know, we're, we're sort of coming to the end. Where, where do you sort of see the cafe going the next, the second half of 2020 when restrictions are mm. sort of, relaxed do you have any sort of big plans for it or just to keep running with this oh any any uh i don't know events big events coming up or anything like that yeah look we would like, we'd love to do events we love to do events and like car community stuff mm. again but you know i think i'd like to get ready first yeah in-house ready for the strike like you know that that kind of wave to come yeah. before anything happens mm. um in saying that like you know I still personally think um, social distancing is still an important factor. It is, yeah. Um, it's not something to kind of slow down and get relaxed mm. with. So I also don't want to be the culprit. <laughs> you don't want to be the cluster. Large <laughs> yeah. amount of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just about the business part. Yeah. It's just more kind of, you know, obviously if we have 
the ability to bring that crowd, perhaps we shouldn't just yet. Just yet, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would love, I would love to do more, more stuff. Um, we'd love for more official car manufacturer clubs, I would say, to kind of reach out to us and put them, you know, put us in 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 their kind of yearly agenda. Mm. Um, they do a lot of drives, they do a lot of things. We're at the start of, I guess, we're at the kind of the gate of a lot of the cool roads, like um, Old Pack and yeah, uh, yeah. Wiseman Ferry Party Road, whatever. Um, it could be the end point, the start point, you know, it, it's something that I would love to do. Um, just create a whole community out of this place, really. Because, you know, I, I, I like cars, but I'm not as into cars as I think you. And when I think of cars and coffee, there's the, the place up in Terry Hills, and that's the only one I know. Yep. And this is the other one. Right, right. You yeah. know, or it's very quickly becoming that second, second big spot. Yeah. I mean, I never really kind of, I like to do events. Yeah. But I don't want this place to be an event place. Mm. Uh, like an event only place. Yeah. I mean, like I, we get a lot of questions of guys kind of going like, hey, can you guys let us know when like the next event takes place? For me, that, that defeats the whole purpose of what Benzin is. I want this place to be any car enthusiasts can come here knowing the fact that if they come here, they'll meet someone new. They'll meet someone of the same mindset. It's not about coming here knowing this an event. It's about knowing that this is already a central for someone to come here and have lunch anyway. Mm. It's not about cars and coffee as an event. It's about cars and coffee as in you get coffee, you got a cool car, you'll meet someone with another cool car. It can be two person. It mm. can be 20 people. doesn't really matter. But if there's you a know? demand for it, then why not? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's there and, and we'll definitely be doing more of them. And, right. we, and we take some of the clubs kind of wanting to do events here. Mm. But I just want to change people's mindset about it. You know, like... Um, uh, an old website blog, um, they used to have an actual space. It's called Zen Garage. Mm. Um, the reason why I used to love that place was because you know, I, I buy all their stuff from online. Mm. Right. Even though they have a store in Leichhardt, I buy all their stuff from online. Yep. But I still go to the Leichhardt store. Never buy anything from the store. But I know that if I go there, I'll meet someone cool. Mm. Right. right. That was the whole idea. Right. right. You got to spare two hours of your time. You got no work. Right. You just want to chill. You want to meet some cool guys. You come, you come to a place and you know you'll definitely meet someone. Or just if we're quiet and like my manager um, is nuts about cars and bikes. Right? If we're quiet, just talk to one of us. That's the whole idea. It's just have a chat. You mm. know, like um, just the whole vibe of the place. It's, it's not kind of like, oh, I'm going to wait until the next event. It's not yeah, really yeah, just yeah, about yeah. the event. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess you, I mean, not, not that you're surviving purely on events, but you would don't want to be an events only kind of cafe where people only come, you know, with their Porsche because it's a Porsche event, right? You right. want to come with their Porsche whenever they want. Or- yeah. Yeah. Some people even come with their cool cars and they just a stop and go. They literally drive in. I'm like, oh damn, that's, that's a, that's a mad car. And they'll come in get coffee and drive off. I'm like, oh, I didn't even get a chance to take a photo, but I remember it. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Like not so hung up about not getting a photo. That car was here. That was mad. Meaning right. it will come again next time. But then I'll, yeah. I'll find someone who was already out there, took a photo and put it online. That guy experienced that. Like that's what, that's what I mean. You know, like it's not just about an event where there's cars parked nicely and everyone can take a really nice photo of it. Like <laughs> it's more just about, you know, yeah. being here and experiencing kind of mm. like what we're about and what the community is about really. Yeah. And good coffee, good food. Good coffee, good food. Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel good coffee. coffee. So good. Just, <laughs> say the coffee, it's good. I can vouch for it. <laughs> hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's 
pretty much all oh, I Oh, before have. anything, yeah. I got to plug in for something. Boom. Yeah. Go for it, bro. Yeah. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I got to plug uh, my wife, my amazing wife. Um, of course. If you guys don't know, by the way, this cafe's birthday is probably the same birthday as my daughter because Ooh, she was born go. on the same day that um, this place was nearly like this place was done construction. Mm. Um, so we went through the whole organizing of, you know, setting up a cafe, doing the startup, doing the work as a startup. So late nights and while yeah. she was pregnant and as well as just gave birth to a newborn baby. Um, wow. Yeah. Two babies she was in, in the hospital as well, obviously for, for a week and everything. And then, you know, I was back and forth. Back and forth, this and that. Yeah. But um, yeah, big support. It's probably the sole person that reason why this thing works. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Hell of a plug. Hell, Hell of, of a plug. plug. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not getting any money from it, but I might get a smile later. <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> That's a good saying. That's a good saying. I'm going to use that. Uh, you got you to cut that one, man. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for so much for for uh, like letting us interview you and uh, having like what's it called, uh, giving us giving us the time to interview you and having a, this cool chat mm. and so, letting, letting us like you know film here and, and mm. record here. This is this is probably the best studio we've, or this is the only studio we've been at other than my yeah. place. But this is fantastic. Well, yeah. thanks thanks for having me, man. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks and, for your story, yeah. man. Any 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 last word you want to impart on people? Uh, oh shit. Not really. Where where, no? where where can people find this place? Uh, we're at um we're at Jural, um two four two New Line Road. It's pretty hard to miss. It's um a big orange building. Um we've got big black umbrellas at the front. Um and on Sundays you'll probably see a lot of cars on the driveway and blocking the road and whatnot. But yeah, come down, um, check us out, see what we're about, um, and just just have good coffee and good chats. Awesome, good man. Awesome. We'll have, we'll we'll have all of that in the show notes. Thanks, thank you very much for listening, guys. Yeah.